we created the Bitcoin Fight Club, which is I took basically 40 different ordinal collections, inscribed an image that I made of like each of them, made a collection on Ord.io, and then we did some custom uh, graphics and countdown timer. And then there was 48 hours where anybody could come and upvote inscriptions. And then at noon on Friday, whoever had the most, whichever community had the most upvotes was the winner. And it turned out Jolly is representing the Bitcoin Apes community here who I think you got like well over 700. I can actually check right now, but I think the next best was like maybe 500 something. I'll give a shout out to the other communities here really quick. Yeah, we had Bitcoin Apes at 788 upvotes. Doge Punks at 520, Bitcoin Frogs 502, Unordinals 487, Bit Apes at 454, Bitcoin Machine at 413, Bitmap at 384, Bitcoin Whales at 294, Bitcoin Bears at 278, Ordinal Maxi Biz 199, Bitcoin Punks 196, Redacted 169, Pixel Pepe's 164, Nullish 153. So those are like, that's the kind of top group there. Honestly, I was very impressed by the turnout. It was uh, just a fun experiment that we ran and yeah, jolly, like you guys came out strong here and the kind of quote unquote prize, because this was really all just for fun. Just kidding. <laughs> for sure. yeah, I've been accused of rigging it towards you guys and all these things like, guys, oh, man. we're having fun out here. <laughs> there are no stakes. Okay, There's no prize money. <laughs> Jolly's going to come hang out with us for 10 minutes as the prize. And I do want to dig into what's up with you guys, because you are one of the very unique ordinals collections that's out there. A lot of interesting culture and history there. But yeah, I just want to say congratulations, dude. You guys came out really strong. Yeah, man. Bitcoin Apes community wants to thank you for the opportunity. And I saw your competition and halfway through we had about 20 votes and we were probably in 30th place. And we post with no expectations. The community posted on our Twitter about it. Pretty quickly, we have a couple hundred. We're up into like 10th place, which is where I thought we could get. And then... I wake up the next day and we rock it to first place. And I started to think about why that is. And there's one very important distinction about the Bitcoin Apes community that I don't think a lot of people know is that there are a ton of Chinese holders. There's a whole nother Bitcoin Apes Twitter that's Chinese based. And that whole community wakes up and starts voting like crazy. And so when that happened, I was just like, whoa, straight to first, which was pretty interesting. And then they wanted me to come in and talk about the collection. Here I am. I don't know if I'm the most eloquent person, but I'm the one you have. Yeah, Jolly, I've known you. I've known you for a bit here and I'm glad you've come up. And I think first, maybe we can just talk about what role do you play in the Bitcoin Apes community and how has Bitcoin Apes evolved over the past few months? Could you just give people a quick rundown on what you've done for the community and Basically, what? how did this collection get started? Just slow down. Yeah, for sure. So th- this whole story, we have a pretty good site up at BitcoinApes.com that tells very quickly, runs through the story. So if anybody wants to ever hit that up, you can do that. And I'll just, I'll summarize that right now. Bitcoin Apes started way back in, I don't know, what was it, March? <laughs> when Ordinals was getting going. And it's a collection that's called Bite Perfect. This was a a concept that was pioneered, I would say, probably by the CryptoPunks community, this concept of Byte Perfect, where you take the art from an NFT, or the art from an NFT that is a pointer on some other chain, 
and you put it on the God chain in a, on Bitcoin with ordinals. And once it's there, the token is tied to the image. And it was cool. It was something cool to do in the beginning of ordinals that people were doing. And when we saw Bitcoin punks happening, a few of my friends and I got together and we looked at, is this happening with the apes? And when we looked, we realized, yes, there's 500 of these things have already been inscribed. Most of the rares had already been inscribed. We thought this would be a cool thing to do. And as we started looking at it, we realized how difficult it was to actually figure out, has an image already been inscribed or not? And so we built a tool to be able to track that and threw it up on bitcoinips.com slash inscriptions. We did not expect this thing to, to take off the way it did. In fact, there's a article written by Galaxy, I think it is. I have some links that I should post, but I'm not able to at the moment, that talked about back in the very beginning, I think in March, about what ordinals were and what it would take to inscribe a collection like Bake. And they basically said it would, would be close to a million dollars and it would probably never happen. When this thing started taking off... Never tell the DGNs it's never going to happen. I've always learned <laughs> that like, people eat their words so often in this space. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yes, that's too true. Famous last words, right? They happen all the time. Yeah, I can just spit some facts about what happened with this collection. The Bitcoin apes were born with 1.1 million, 39 BTC in fees paid to the Bitcoin blockchain. On average, each ape that was inscribed cost $110. As time goes by, there was somebody talking about block space. The apes take up more block space than any collection, as far as I know, as far as my analysis has, takes up more space than any collection or on Bitcoin at the moment. 1.46 gigabytes. I may eat my words, but I don't think that could ever happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the collection right now. It's 39.2 BTC total creation fee. This is obviously, yeah, it's definitely quite interesting. Like the total size of Bitcoin is like less than a thousand gigabytes, right? So that's 1.46. Yes. That is definitely, I, th I think you win the award of pissing off the maxis the most and also pissing Absolutely. off. <laughs> you, you guys have pissed most people off the most, I would say is a pretty solid title. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so that's a great title. Pissed off the most people the most. <laughs> the interesting and uh, there's a couple interesting things that come along with that size i would say and again now i'm speaking not from fact but from my personal opinion a lot of people say well, isn't this just a copy pasta collection is that a lot and the comeback to that is yes it is copy pasta and that's the whole damn point this entire collection is a copy pasta backup on Bitcoin of the original collection. And it's the only place where the art lives with the token, which I think, in my opinion, is really cool. Another fun fact about the in inscribing is it was done by individuals across the world, right? This isn't a collection that had a single point person who created the art, who inscribed it and then sold it there's nobody that made money off this during the inscription process other than the bitcoin network 
which we think is really cool. The other interesting thing, I don't know if this is controversial or not. I'm going to say it anyways. At $110 average per ape inscribed, you got, say you had $1,000, you can inscribe nine apes, right? $1,000 is a good chunk of money. There may be a lot of holders that put $1,000 into this, but nine apes is 0.1% of the entire collection. Whereas the CryptoPunk costs about 30 cents to inscribe because the size was so small. And so for $1,000, one person could have inscribed 3,000 CryptoPunks. So what that says to me is that inherently, Bitcoin Apes is probably one of the most distributed collections out there. We all know distribution could be faked, right? I can own a thousand, create a thousand wallets, put one in each wallet, and that becomes a thousand, but I'm one holder. But it's a lot harder for me to put a hundred thousand dollars up to get a thousand apes to then put them in a thousand wallets, right? It's a pretty interesting fact about these because they're such a large file size implanted on the Bitcoin network, paid a lot of fees to come into existence. Yeah. I think that those are two opinions I have that are pretty cool. I don't know what other people think about it, though. Nice. I see Robert giving lots of thumbs up. Robert <laughs> sure will have something to say about that. Robert, obviously, very knowledgeable in this area uh, <laughs> as well. Maybe you want to say something, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for just a bit of context, maybe for the broader audience that doesn't know, I, along with my co-founder, started BitcoinPunks.com. Have a large respect for what Jolly did. We tried to support early by enabling trading on Ordinal's market when back in the Emblem Vault days. But it is really interesting history, right? Having so much data for this art collection. And I think it's still bullish for board ape holders to have this parallel collection on BTC. Your ape is forever preserved on the, the Bitcoin blockchain, which is super cool. So Jolly, tell me a little yeah. bit about, I think the elephant in the room is like, you go ask you guys to, I believe the quote is, Send all of them to an eater address or something. <laughs> yeah, so the, the history, to be fair, I got into this for fun. There's a lot of work that's been put into to this community. And I got to give a shout out to Bobby and Equilibrium, who are both, I think, in here on the call. They've helped a lot. We've worked together to like on the Discord and the website and a lot of community members have all helped with all that stuff. And in the beginning, I just thought, oh, you guys going to love this. This is so cool. A whole community is being built upon Bitcoin around their stuff. Uh, a rising tide raises all boats. What could go wrong? In fact, I never even thought about any pushback from them. And then it started happening. Letter from, let me see. Let me try to go back in my brain. Letter from Magic Eden saying you guys reached out. And due to their intellectual wordmark property registered in the UK, we have to take down the collection. Okay, so that happened. And then marketplace after marketplace was hit with the same kind of takedowns. And I started to realize, oh, they don't want this wordmark being used anywhere else. And so we took the wordmarks off of everywhere. And then marketplaces were still getting takedown notices but this time it was for the the ape logo that was on some of the nfts and the community decided let's blur out those ape logos wherever they're shown so that we're in compliance with what they're complaining about so we did that 
then we once all of that was finished, we thought, okay, the community was like, this seems good. We don't feel like we're violating anything that they claim to be have copyright over. Again, if anybody's follows some of the writer rip stuff, all these copyright things are in the air at the moment anyways. But we still wanted to do the best we could to satisfy what they were asking for. Some of us reached out by email to their lawyers to say, here's what we've done. Oh, and just to back up, the collection, the marketplaces that have taken Bitcoin names down, will we've been told we'll not put them up unless they get a letter from Yuga stating that they will allow it to go back up. And so we sent a letter asking the Yuga lawyers what they thought about what we've done. We got a response back that said, send all apes with the bake image or the ape logo to an eater address on Bitcoin. An eater address. I had never heard of this before. Have you guys heard of an eater address? I've heard of a burn address, but not an eater address. I was assuming maybe they're going to give an eater address that's something that they control. You're, you're saying like E-A-T-E-R, not like E-T-E-R, they meant, like a misspelling. Yeah, yeah. They like meant a burn E-A-T-E-R. address, Trevor. They a just, burn, yeah. They, I think well, they meant a burn address. Yeah, they, meant, and, they meant burn all of these so that we can yeah. stop having this issue, basically, I think is what they yeah. meant. But right. Jolly, I and, want to know, like, why, well, I guess my point is, and we can move on beyond this Yuga thing, yeah. why not just like, do DMCAs? I guess that's what I don't fully understand. Like, no, this, I, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't, it's, why haven't they gone after CryptoPunks? Why have they only there, gone there's after There's a re- There's a reason why they don't go after CryptoPunks, because the way the R was made, I think, because it used, like, some computer-generative algorithm that makes it harder, I think, to protect the CryptoPunks specifically. At least that's what I've been Specifically, yeah. But I think it's the logo on some of these NFTs is the main thing they go after. But basically, they said, burn all these NFTs and tell people to stop talking about them and never create any more. To us, like we are the ones who can do that, right? There's a li- At that point, we had there was nothing we could, could do to negotiate anymore because it was almost like they didn't even understand and this might just be the lawyers, right? Didn't understand how ordinals work or how blockchain works. I don't know. But we just, at that point, couldn't. And and again, it's not us putting these things up on marketplaces. It's not the community. It's the marketplaces choosing, choosing to do it. And so a marketplace can either choose to put it up, put the collection up or not. And we don't complain about any of it to them. It's their choice. If I were a marketplace, I wouldn't want to fight a billion-dollar company for a little tiny collection on Bitcoin, it's fully understandable. So why have they not gone after, done DMCA takedowns? Maybe they have no actual path towards that. And I think that speaks volumes, to be honest, Leonidas. Okay, that's interesting. Again, I'm, I am not a legal expert here to know exactly the situation. It, yeah, the, the letter, yeah, none did, of us are, I to be, to be fair. It's, yeah, it's in between a rock and a hard place here. It's, yeah, it's a very interesting situation, <laughs> to be completely honest. But yeah, I, I appreciate you coming up here, Jolly. And I, yeah, like regardless, like on chain, the story is like pretty fascinating. And if a large company is going to try to suppress these off chain, there's, there's not a whole, it's a very hard, unless you're willing to put up a ton of money and fight the support or something, I, I don't think there's a whole lot you can do just because. There is some like IP aspect to all of this. It's super complicated and you would basically need lawyers to fight for you. Charlie, I don't know if you have any kind of thoughts here. 
I own a bit ape. I'm not unbiased, but the thing I like about the collection so much is that it's so fucking big. And we've talked about this before, but <laughs> I, we've talked a little bit about this over the past few months, but like there, people say, oh, low inscription numbers are cool. But I'm telling you, I think the real ultimate flex is not say value of inscriptions in your wallet or low numbers. It's like just raw size. And I think it's one of those things which is hard to see now, but if you think long-term and the fact that it's going to get really expensive to use Bitcoin, uh, having just a whole megabyte worth of data that you own in your wallet is going to be like very kingly in the future. That's how like crazy it is that, that this is collection is one point, what three gigabytes. That's wild. That's something that may never happen again. Famous last words. <laughs> I said may. It's just it's very expensive now. Yeah. No, there was a point Leonidas tweeted in I think it was like April, May, June. I think it was early June, late May. At that moment, the same thing would have cost I can't remember what you said, forty five million dollars to inscribe. Yeah, during the BRC twenty mania during that kind of like crazy week during May when finance and everyone was tweeting about BRC twenty, I think it was some insane number. I think I tweeted out it, it was like $40 million, and then somebody came back two hours later. Now it's $80 million. It's like, I don't even know what to say, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. I mean, it is wild. It, it's crazy to think about. I mean, if you think about what gives Bitcoin inherent value outside of the demand, it's the fact that it takes resources to create a Bitcoin. I, I think I looked it up yesterday. It was like $17,000 in energy right now to create a Bitcoin. It took resources to create a Bitcoin ape. There aren't many NFTs out there where you can state that. I would argue that it's actually because the Bitcoin also wouldn't have value if people didn't continue to mine. So it's yeah, the total sure. security and decentralization of the network. I don't know if I buy into the idea that it's valuable because it took resources to create, but it does make it more sound. That's a good way to say it. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, there is something interesting to that. Like I've heard Bitcoiners make this argument for a decade now. I'm not sure that's the reason why Bitcoin's valuable. I think it's just because it's like the super scarce asset. The supply can't be changed. That's the core of why it's valuable. There is probably some group of people that buy into the idea of if you spend $1,000 to create a thing, then it must command some value because of that money spent on it. I would have so much value in my life if that was the case for all the money I wasted (laughs) on everything. Trevor, you're so right, dude. We spent so much money during the bull run. <laughs> Where is it all gone? You were Why sending, not creating, though. I say I spent a million dollars. But yeah, it's great points and tr- truly a unique collection. The whole Yuga thing is like fascinating. And I personally like the approach you guys are taking much better than the vicious kind of attacking approach. I don't think that is super productive. And I think that the 1.46 gigabytes, no one can hold a candle to that. It's If not... Forever, it's maybe like some other collection one ups it in the next couple of years or something. But I think there will be we're in a window where it's possible to do this sort of thing, and then it's just not going to be possible. Maybe a few other collections do it, but I think it's very possible it will be the largest inscription collection ever, which would be pretty neat. Can congrats on that title. It's certainly not been touched so far. <laughs> yeah, um, man. and I, pre- I appreciate you coming up here and, and sharing. And congrats on the one. Yeah, Bitcoin Apes community is super grateful for the opportunity. We love ordinals. It's been awesome to be on the show. Thanks for having us.